Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. We're back here for another edition of the Big Gold Belt Wrestling Podcast. Tonight, after Crown Jewel, is it safe to say that Jake Paul is the rookie of the year in all of professional wrestling? I want to talk about the 24-7 championship really slightly. I know my, my, my crew may not want to talk about it, but I want to talk about it just a little bit. And we got some other things. So a lot to talk about, as usual, per huge on a lovely Thursday. So let's get into our tonight's episode right now. here for another episode of the big gold belt wrestling podcast i'm two chains i got jamal and will here with me tonight as we're going to be covering uh this week's uh latest and uh hottest topics in pro wrestling gentlemen how you doing today uh good good it's been a day (laughs) hanging in there hanging in there i think that's about where we're at (laughs) ready for this week to be over yeah, absolutely. Uh, first off, and 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 what I say should be in our due diligence here. Uh, you know, uh, um, def- thank you to all of our veterans that listen to uh, our podcast. Uh, so happy Veterans Day as we celebrate that tomorrow uh, for the folks in uniform who served our country. And um, with, on that note, let's just get right into uh, our first topic. Now, I know y'all didn't want to talk about it in our pre-show. Uh, little meeting. I want to talk about the twenty four seven championship because I, I it's been it's now considered a legacy championship, which means that it's no more. And you know when it got introduced, there was thoughts, and then after a while, there was thoughts, and then now there's more thoughts because it's all over. And I just kind of want to just kind of really see how my crew is really feeling about it. The twenty four seven championship introduced by Mick Foley, which I got to tell you, the week after it was introduced by Mick Foley, I actually had a conversation with Mick Foley. Um, at a friend of mine's and Savage Gentleman at Lady Frost's <laughs> wedding. Do y'all know who officiated it? Sir Mick Foley. The man and himself. He, the man himself. And I don't know how we got on a conversation, but he talked about it. And something he said that's really always stuck with me. It was like, hey, this is an opportunity for folks to get on TV that may have never gotten on TV in the first place. And I was like, yeah. That's actually a big thing because whether you're getting a storyline or you're you're getting a match or whatnot, let's not forget that anybody that appears on television gets to also use that bit of notoriety when they get to go to these meet and greets and so on, as seen on WWE. Or if you are just somebody that just doesn't have a storyline going on or whatnot, it's I guess it's safe for the fans to say, oh, that person is still alive. Okay, cool. You know, we see them happening. So regardless of the booking of the 24-7 championship, it did provide opportunities. There's mixed feelings, no doubt. Um, but yeah, let's just I, I just I just kinda wanna, you know, tap your brains for a little bit in full circle from the from the beginning to the end. What is your thoughts about the now legacy title of the 24-7 championship? Will, let's start with you since you didn't want to talk with it. <laughs> When I think of the 24-7 championship, I think in my mind, I will always just think of it as the R-Truth Sports Entertainment Championship because he kind of became synonymous with that belt. I think he provided most of the most entertaining moments with that belt. And I think whenever I think of that belt in the future, I will think of R-Truth. So I will raise a toast to R-Truth and the legacy of the R-Truth 24-7 Sports Entertainment Championship. <laughs> That's my Jamal, thoughts on it, Jamal. I like the belt. Um, I, I liked what they were trying to do with it. I really thought that they just kind of gave up on it, and I really, you know, wish that they would have just kept at it. Um, the DDT Iron Heavy Metalweight Championship is really 
you know, one of a kind, except it's wrestling. So there isn't anything that's actually one of a kind uh, because the 24-7 title is kind of like that. And then you have the um, the original hardcore title that's kind of like that. So, yeah, that still exists. So you can always go back to that. And they've had some bananas, crazy title defenses. I think a book, the Young Bucks book is a two-time champion. Um, YouTube actually won it. You know, like there's just craziness that involved that belt and they tried to do that at WWE and unfortunately uh, they just kind of gave up on it and went a more traditional route. So yeah, um, R-Truth and the 24-7 era definitely will carry him into the Hall of Fame. If R-Truth isn't in the Hall of Fame, I don't know what they're doing. Yeah. Like, first like class, seriously. first ballot. Easy. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, it's, it's kind of sad to see that it's just going to go and when you think about Raw being three hours... And SmackDown being two hours. I mean, they have five hours of TV to fill. That's just, that's a thing that you can just fall back on and it's like, hey, let's just do a 24-7 thing, you know, 15 roll-ups and get the whole Scooby-Doo gang going, running side to side in between doors. Um, that's an easy way to, to book a segment when you really don't have anything going on. Somebody's injured, somebody's whatever. And the fact that it's, uh, I mean, but that's WWE though. I've always thought the universal title should be defended across the universe. Yeah, that's how I was getting at. I think that the 24-7 title should have been defended everywhere. Yeah. Defended on Twitter. Defended on Instagram. Defended on Tau. Defended on the, in the plane, which I think they did once, which was fun. Um, but unfortunately, um, you know, it's kind of ran its course, and that is what it is, but it is kind of like, damn. Yeah, I, you know, so much potential wasted. Yeah, by the, by the introduction of the Universal Championship, I mean, we definitely had our thoughts about what does this mean? You know, where do we rank this championship in terms of, you know, is it a, a, is it a um, top tier or is it a secondary and whatnot? I mean, by name, you think like Universal, that means it's going to go everywhere. And like, yeah, by 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 every means of where you were saying, I, I thought that like, hey, hey, if we got a brand split, it needs to be on both brands. We need to go NXT you know, et cetera, et cetera. You know, the possibilities of these shows and these other type of partnerships that they have, it should always be a premier destined, uh, a, a premier championship uh, with within that event. Uh, but yeah, with the 24-7 championship, I mean, again, to the to everything that Mick said, I agree. I mean, it gave people opportunity and time that we had not seen. But at the same token, they also fell off the gimmick. I thought that, like, it should have been taken a little bit more legitimate uh, and not just a comedic relief. Like, I know you have to book these segments of folks running after it and whatnot, but like it never was believable. And there was actually competitors that was involved with it. I mean, for a long time, Akira Tozawa, Cedric Alexander, I mean, uh, Mustafa Ali, folks that really can go were chasing after it. It's like, let them do it. And quite frankly, it actually became an intergender championship because everybody could win it. And, and so you had a lot of momentum to work with it. The fans would have would have drunk it all in if you just took it serious. And to me, this now comes off as like, oh, this is one of those Vince crazy ideas and 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 Triple H is like, oh, it's not gonna work and whatnot. But say oh, fine. So where does somebody like Dana Brooke go? Now, now that's the real question. You know, now she's off the, the championship. Do you actually put her in premier spots? Are you gonna feature these folks that had not had chances? And if your solution is, hey, we're going to start integrating folks back into NXT and, and, and so forth, I think that's a solution. But I, I think it's only time will tell. But I hated the belt design since day one. I'm not even going to lie about that. But I like that what the belt was doing. It gave folks an opportunity to be on TV that could have just been chilling and catering. It certainly was chilling and catering. <laughs> but it just was a matter of saying that they were... they were a part of a storyline but they just never honestly took serious and it's unfortunate man but yeah our true first ballot hall of fame even without the 24 championship first ballot absolutely absolutely now first ballot hall of hall of fame and um get well soon man because i love what our truth is doing i mean this guy is not aging um i can one of y'all look up his age just for shits and giggles I know it's, I just, he's in his late late forties. Because know that. I was always a wrong killings, a get rowdy, our true fan. Oh and my god, my god, my god! I was wrong. He has cracked fifty. Our truth, you would never know. You would never know that man is timeless. And ain't slow down a bit. Nope. So, um, 
Yeah, that title is always going to be synonymous with him. And <laughs> while it was supposed to elevate a lot of other folks, look who it elevated, R-Truth. Because anybody tell me what R-Truth was doing before this? Um, well, oh, <laughs> that would come to be, to be fair, though. Thinking about that isn't necessarily an indictment on, on truth. It's just no, that not. the title started so long ago. Yeah. So see. they they ran with it for, for years um, in the background doing their thing. So what was our truth doing before then? Um, He was with Little Jimmy. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Little Jimmy era. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, he, and then you know, once he came up, he ditched Lil Jimmy and, and took the belt. <laughs> that guy's a legend. Somehow, oh, always forgot a way to, to stay relevant. So, um, last question with this: Should they replace it with something? I, I well, no. Um, I I think that the hole that that belt leaves, it, especially if they're if since they've been treating it the way they treated it, um not really featuring it, phasing it out eventually. It's that's fine. Like if, 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 if it's time, it's time. They have it in Canon. They can always bring it back. Um, <laughs> if they need to do, if they need to do that, but yeah. realistically, no, it's not like you, you're consolidating the world title or you're merging um, two other, you know, top level titles. You know, this was a, a filler thing for, to give people an opportunity to go work. And, and to be fair, they did cut a lot of their roster, um, you know, that would have been in that position to benefit from the 24-7 title. People that should have been in that position to benefit from the 24-7 title, um, you know, they got cut. So as WWE, you know, balanced the budget and streamlines and stuff like that, I'm not saying that they don't need it. Uh, I'm just saying that they are in a position to cut it without any major loss. Let me ask you a question. I mean, it's very... I mean, it's even been said on commentary by Corey Graves, but um, Dana Brooke has said, forget this 24-7 championship. Should we have a women's intercontinental championship? Do y'all buy into that idea? No, I don't think there's enough women in general to justify a a mid-card title. Um, Because when you look at what they have, they have, you know, four or five women at the top. They have another five or six you know, bubbling just under the top and the rest of tag teams. So it would be different. And also, and also weight classes and stuff like that don't matter. And so, you know, there's a lot of different splitting of hairs in the men's side and the women's where it's just like men, heavyweights, junior heavyweights, lightweights, European, 24-7, whatever, whatever. For women, it's just, are you a tag or not? <laughs> and I don't, yeah. I don't think that there is a um, enough of a roster to justify that. Unless they, you know, merge with SmackDown again, bring NXT back into the fold or something like that. But um, it's not that I wouldn't want to see it, but I just don't know how they implement it with the roster they have. Yeah, I I think as as long as there's two women's titles, there's no need for it because you have two women's titles and they're not unified. So if you unified them and then suddenly made uh, Intercontinental, you'd still have the same amount of belts. But as long as there's a, a Raw women's title and a SmackDown's women's title, I don't think there's a need for it. Because the yeah. first help, first thing that would happen would be like, well, we need one on each show, so we don't need two more darn belts. So no, yeah. adding belts for the sake of adding belts, I'm not in favor of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, well, well, we'll see. I, you know, I, my biggest question going forward is that okay, now the 24 seven championship is gone. Now that Dana Brooke is no longer a champion, all eyes are on her for me. I want to see how she's used going forward. I mean. And 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 for everybody else is in this mid card bracket, mid card to lower card bracket. You know, is this an opportunity for them to you know get some mojo back in NXT, or or will there be more storylines in in all different tiers here? So we'll see. But rest in peace, the twenty four seven championship. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go to Crown Jewel. Now this was a card that you know I think a lot of people liked it. There was moments that for sure people are talking about. Um, and, and while we could kind of break down all the cars and all the reactions we got from it and whatnot, let's just get right to the nitty gritty here. I and mean, we're going to get the Logan Paul. And the conversation at hand is, is Logan Paul, without a doubt, rookie of the year. And by any means, if there's another contender, who is that person? Because let us know. <laughs> <laughs> because without a doubt, when you're talking about somebody fresh off the street, 
and I don't even think it's the fact that he had a match with Roman for, you know, the 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 top tier championship in WWE. It's just like for the person who came in that's made the most impact. Who 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 else would you say has done that? Well, on, wait, te- wait, on television, uh, who else would be eligible for a Rookie of the Year championship this year? I think. If you think about new. folks who just came off the streets, all right. I, I mean, I, yeah. I mean, you guys watch a lot more WWE than I do, and I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, no, I'm thinking anywhere. I'm thinking anywhere. Period. Yeah. Right. I, okay. So, so when I think rookie of the year, I'm thinking main roster because everything else is developmental. So NXT, independents, dark, all those sorts of things. Who have been moved to the top spot, the top roster, the main roster. And has completely shown. I mean, I, I think last year I easily say somebody like Dante Martin. I, I think that this dude came in, and you may have never heard that guy. But goddamn, if you ain't talking about him now, I don't. I don't know what television you haven't been watching because tag team top flight. His brother went down longer than they expected, and he just kept flying off to the moon. Somebody like that. And 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 this year, I think somebody. I think Logan Paul. I, I got to think of somebody else who really jumps out at me. Um, but yeah, I, I, it's just a matter of somebody, and to make it simple, somebody who no one was acclimated with because they were maybe they were on television, maybe they're on Dark, as I say, or NXT or whatnot. But then they got put on Raw, SmackDown, or Dynamite, and now they're off and running. Um, so then I guess the question really is who made a debut this year? Yeah, that would make them the best debut of 2022. Okay. okay. Because if you were to say Dante Martin, there were those that could agree with you if they'd never heard of him, except for those in the Midwest that absolutely know what they do. Um, yeah. And even still in AEW, this isn't his first year in the company. So yeah. Yeah, there are a few of those guys. Um, and then, of course, you know, that's relevant of like the Indies and stuff like that. Like, you know, you could say Sky Blue, for example. I'm not saying that she I'm saying that she could be eligible Right, right, right. But I'm also saying that, well, where do you start? Where do you cap the beginning? Because mm-hmm. if you're from Chicago, you sh- could know her name, too. Um, with that said, though, I think that a big um, a debut this year, uh, Logan Paul, sure, is like the easiest one that, that jumps out. Um, I think particularly in, no, he was there last year. I was going to say um, in in AEW, uh, Konosuke Takeshita had a breakout year this oh, year. Oh, okay, definitely okay. had a breakout year. But okay, to be yeah. fair, he was there last year. Yeah. So yeah, but was was he featured on the main roster? Yeah. Yeah, he he he, can't, he, in, he was inserted into a program that started on elevation and that was finished on the main ro- and finished on uh, Dynamite. And 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 last year that was last year. Yeah. 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 I mean. That's a name. That's definitely a name. I quickly short. Now, I mean, if you want to say he's a red shirt, and I mean, again, now we're moving to goalposts. But if you want to say that was his red shirt, yeah, then okay, cool. So, but um, so yeah. okay, so so let's 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 frame this question in in a way that does create conversation here. What very green wrestler? <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> well, green's not even really a word because these some of these folks got actually got some time under their legs. What new exposure? to the American audience of a wrestler this year has made the most impact? Um, well, and when did, when did Jade start? Um, two years ago? Two years ago. Yeah. And she's been a champion since... Last year. Yeah. When they, TBS when title they was last the T- year. TBS title. Yeah. Last fall, right? I think. Uh, yeah. I want to say it was this time last year that they were doing the tourney. Um, so he was um, jumping well, out I mean, at. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Well, yeah. In, in, a, in an American audience, I would probably say this year, Jamie Hayter. Who we've known about for a while, but yeah, I mean, got to be for an American mainstream yeah, audience. Yeah, people are definitely talking about it right now. People for are sure. definitely talking about it, obviously, right now. And this isn't a PWI thing. I'm thinking from January to January. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Who in this country had a you know that breakout year? You could obviously say Logan Paul. I James would add Jamie Hader to that mix. Yeah. Um, I think 
And that's another thing too. I'm trying to quantify it because what like about I was saying, what, what, did Speedball barely start this year too? I can't remember. Well, he, he, was, he, he was just able to get back into the states. Yeah, no, this, was, is, this is his first year on Impact. He couldn't. Right. Then, then for sure, for sure, as a name who because he couldn't get into the country for, for five sure, years. for well, sure, you know. Fuck around and find out. So yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> I think that's official government policy. It's in the Constitution, you know. Article Two, Paragraph Three, Subsection Forty Two. I mean, I mean, but that's one of the biggest names right now. I mean, it's sus to say, but like, I, I understand he's with Impact, but it's still like one of the names that people say. That's one of the biggest names on the Indies right now. But his his stock has definitely risen. So yeah. Then, so then, if, okay. So if this is the actual, if this is the actual question. Who had the uh, the biggest breakout year this year? Uh, and that's re- relevant of when you started. It doesn't relevant of how long you've been there. Who had a defining breakout year this year? Yeah, I think yeah. that that question, you know, specifically uh, Jamie Hayter, uh, yeah. Kenosuke Takeshita, mm-hmm. uh, Logan Paul, um, in in uh, what's his face uh, WWE. Um, I think Sami Zayn has had a hell of a year. Um, you know, particularly, uh, I think that um, what's his face. Um, you just mentioned Mike Bailey um, has had a hell of a year. Josh Alexander has had a hell of a year. Yeah, he's been main um, roster for about a couple of years though. Ever since the whole divide from, um, ever since uh, What's the Face went to uh, AEW, is yeah, when he's but, but, ever since the yeah, when, when Ethan Page uh, left him. Yeah. But, but mm-hmm. still, but he's had like this this year, mm-hmm. especially since he left Impact and came back and the whole deal. This is just, uh, this, this is, is like let's just call it know. Impact players. Impact players. Who? I well, know, I just uh, well, you know, show, show title, show title, but um. Yeah. <laughs> But, <laughs> got that done already yeah <laughs> but it is more to the point of uh you know who would be who would be those guys and i think those course, are all good names yeah yeah sure. I, let's let's talk about let's do this everybody let's speak about somebody real quick and I, I know we were featuring logan paul here but without a doubt this youtuber because that's what he is content creator has had three matches and mm-hmm that's what Dude. I was thinking about. Because, like, when was the last time someone was this damn good this damn quickly? I Three think, matches. That's the part that's getting me. And I, and to be honest, I would say Jade. I would say Jade. I just think that Jade's mm-hmm. working through a difficult handicap of being a woman in a show that's not fe- If you had Jade in any other athletic sport, is she not your main feature, no, no matter what? No, she played college basketball. She was average. Um, she was in uh, WWE. She got kicked out. So let, let's not let's she? be clear. Yeah, she, was, she tried she? out for WWE. She was in next. She made it to like the tryout. She definitely had her run. Um, they didn't want I her. Didn't, I did not know that. Um, yeah, but she definitely played uh, for University of Jacksonville, go Dolphins, and she, you know, was a a, a marginal forward. So I, I think that she. Obviously, looks like a superstar. She does the press work. She does the gimmick, and I think that the wrestling is still coming along. But I still think that when you think about the impact that she makes in the capacity that she makes it, I mean, granted, when you talk about wrestling, the first thing that sells a match is the entrance. She comes out there, she looks like a champion. One may argue that the TBS Championship is the most prestigious woman championship on that roster. We talked about that last week. For sure. And I think that that's part of the part. And I think that she comes in there and the wrestling will get better. I think Logan Paul, he gets everything because he's always been a showman. And if he ever forgot how to be a showman, his brother's right there in his ear like, uh, sir, <laughs> this is what we do. We, we're we content creators. We know how to put on a show. We know how to make a, a persona and, 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 uh, and, and play a character and, and, and be larger than life and to the point that they actually become larger than life. And he was a, uh, wasn't a collegiate. Uh, he, he was an amateur wrestler and a little bit of training working with somebody like Roman Reigns. I think it's just, it's just, it just makes sense. Well, I, well let me ask you this then, uh, because I didn't see the match itself. Uh, I had to, you know, bounce on in the middle of crown jewel, which looked like it was started off great, but, and, and I'm looking at the results and the match went 20, 25 minutes basically. Wow. Did it feel like that well to you? Oh yeah, no, it, it it was a good chunk of time. It was yeah. definitely a good chunk of time. So, so here's here's the question though: Did Logan Paul work an excellent match, or did Logan Paul have a match that suited him best? 
He and I think those two questions, those two things, they don't have to be the same thing. Yeah, he worked. Is where I'm at. He worked. I don't, he, he held worked. up his side of the match. That, okay. I think that's the key thing. Is because I think a lot of people expected. Well, he'll be fine with Roman because Roman knows what he's doing and Roman can guide him through it. Roman didn't need to guide him through anything. They had a full on super athletic, long, as we just said, match. Okay. That I mean, I haven't seen anyone like talking about how oh you know th- this was messed up or that was messed up or <laughs> it, di- it didn't you know this was he, like on a celebrity match scale it was good it's like no that was so this a, wasn't a Mayweather versus Big event. Show no yeah. And, yeah. And, and and that's the thing like when you when you're when you're new you know the biggest issue is working the camera he can work the crowd because he's Logan Paul he comes out the crowd right. he knows all that part yeah. but the working the camera thing I mean the spot he did a top rope suicide dive from the top rope to the announce table. And he went upon, and I can't believe this has never been done, but he took his cell phone and recorded it live. So there's footage of him doing a dive from the top rope over to him. It plays towards the gimmick because you're a content creator. That means you always film every single thing you do in life. Well, I thought Tyler Breeze did that. I don't think he's done that. I remember it for a move. Yeah, it's he's not, not a move that big. At least he might yeah. have done it. No, well, maybe not for a move small. that big. But his gimmick was the cell phone and for sure. Yeah, was for sure. To the Titan Tron and for sure. the whole thing with the entrance. Mm-hmm. And I do mm-hmm. remember him like live streaming during the match itself because that's what it is. And if you were to watch on his tout or whatever in hell, you could. Tout's um, dead, sir. Tout <laughs> will never die. Listen, just start saying Twitter because Twitter might be next. <laughs> well, I mean, Tout was better. But um, <laughs> but but still, I think that was the thing. I mean, and, and I think the Miz had a similar deal way back when as well. But but sure, people are going to remember that moment because this is a point of view. Basically, he was wearing a GoPro as far as they're concerned, yeah. like you know, taking a splash to the outside, you know, uh, first person view. Okay, fine. And I have no problem with any of that stuff. I think that that's great, good for him. Even though he you know like ripped his knee in half, but um, you know, in the process. Uh, cool. That's what you. That's what you want to see. Aside from the injury, I mean, that's that's a that's an unfortunate circumstance. Um, I do think, though, if you, isn't it ironic that what they got in Logan Paul, in the months or year, however long he's been doing uh, working with WWE in this capacity, They got from Logan Paul what they are desperate to try to recreate with the name image license guys. Oh, let's just talk about that. You think at some point that Logan Paul is not going to be on the consultant side of this? Well, 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 that's also the disconnect, though, because they haven't found that person that they can make Logan Paul. And luckily, Logan Paul just happens to be a golden goose for them. but but, a, but you you but, can't though because like the Logan Paul the the Logan Paul blueprint is done because he came through the era of YouTube where that was the avenue of being a big content creator. Now you could be on TikTok, Instagram, Twitter. You got all these different <laughs> avenues now. You're it was him, and that's why every time you bring up Logan Paul, people say KSI because these are just the few names that were able to do it. It's the same thing with the. The Twitch era, you, when you when you talk about the biggest streamers, you say, oh, Ninja, that's that's the one who made it, you know? And after that, you say, no one has ever exceeded these levels because the recipe for these things have done. But I'm only saying- Only one person can be first. That's it. Only one people can be first, yeah. And so now I'm thinking like, Logan Paul's a businessman. The Pauls are businessman. Obviously, they're going into some other ventures and whatnot. But I think you got to keep him at the table to say, hey, we need you- we need your vision to understand, do these folks get it? Whether they're a good wrestler, but do they get content creator? Do they get right. the business? We're entertainment here. Right. Do they get it? And I think you have to have somebody that gets both sides of this now and the business side. I mean, if you, if I, I, I could be over speaking here, but I think you have to think that Logan Paul as a business, the Pauls themselves as a business entity can sit at a table next to Triple H. And there's no one looking down at one another. They're doing the same thing. Well, because they want something from each other. Logan Paul wants to try. Triple H wants his followers. Yeah. It's, it, you know, that's what mutually it is. beneficial. It's mutually totally. beneficial. Yeah. So whether or not it works is is 
whatever, whatever it's going to be. But what we do know, it's worth a try. Yeah. And that's why we saw it's basically, um, you know, pass fail when it comes to these name image license guys. And that's also a, a, the other end of it, too. You can't fake a bump. You can't, uh, you know, you can teach everything. You can learn everything. You can mimic everything. But you can't fake pain. Logan Paul tore his knee. I think his meniscus and uh, MCL yep. and, and PCL, you know, his knee is fucked. And then that's what it is. And, he, and luckily, he only where he works the Roman schedule. So before his next match, he'll be hopefully healed in eight months when he comes back. But tell that to a person who already has six billion followers on TikTok and Instagram and whatever the hell. Yeah, we can make that six that we can make that six million followers, ten million followers with a merchandise deal. But what we can't do is fake a back body drop. <laughs> that shit hurts. Oh. Now, the to. man tore his knee up and wasn't even limping in the ring. No one had any idea. He was that damn like into everything happening that yeah. it wasn't until he posted afterwards. Everyone's like, what, when the hell did he get hurt? No one had yeah. any idea. You couldn't tell. <laughs> right. So, so that really is it. And I think for a lot of the people, the, the risk reward of the uh, new guys, the name image licensed guys that come in. Well, WWE isn't their only avenue, too. Logan Paul doesn't have to be there. He's there because he wants to be there. Mm -hmm. If you're a track star from Nebraska or wherever, Big Big Ten school, okay, cool. But New Balance is signing people to come to NIL contracts. So is Adidas. So is yeah. you know uh, who have Champ Sports or whoever. They're signing you know people out of the blue, you know, because of the fact that they have six million Instagram followers. Because yeah. for whatever reason, by hook or by crook, they are you know influential. To people, yeah. and then God forbid the metaverse actually gets off the ground. <laughs> That's a whole other ball of wax that hasn't been untapped. How the hell does that just get brought up? <laughs> I'm just saying because because that's what it is. That's what you know is a thing that people want, and if they get their way, there's a duality to it. We advertise in real life. We advertise in the metaverse. You can't escape it. So that bullshit aside, you know, do I want to take these bumps? Do I want to travel 300 days a year? Do I want to, you know, be in Chicago Hell. on Monday and have to Hell. be in Baton Rouge on Friday? How many of these folks that would have been in that match, other, you know, name, image, license folks, would have had that knee go out and immediately just been like, oh, that's it, done, <laughs> right on the spot, been like, ring the bell, yeah. I ain't finishing this. Yeah. You know? And not to say he that can, he can't, yeah. but, you know, we're still waiting for uh, uh, Gabe Stevenson to, um, to come through and yeah. be whatever he's going to be. Granted, he has his own baggage. Not saying he doesn't. That can't be understated. But um, still waiting on him. He's been uh, something that's been brewing in the in the wings for shit at least a year. Yeah. So you know, baggage notwithstanding. So it, you know, it definitely takes takes time to cultivate. But I haven't seen any of these guys hit the coconut circuit down in Florida. Nope. <laughs> so so Not when yet. that starts to happen, all of these headshots that we're getting from WWE recruit on on Twitter and all these other things. It's just lip service for me right now because yeah. they're not they're WWE doesn't want Logan Paul. WWE wants to build a factory with Logan Paul's DNA to clone him yeah. every three years. <laughs> <laughs> and they, but that's what they've been doing. They gave yeah. you Bruno San Martino and then that transferred into Hulk Hogan, that transferred into Stone Cold, that stands transferred to the Roman Reigns, and Cena was somewhere in between them. It's the same guy. Yeah. Anti-hero baby face with a shitty finishing move. Okay, cool. That's what they've been giving you since the 60s. They yeah. have their blueprint. They just need to bring it into the 2020s on Twitter. That blueprint is gone because Vince is gone. That's his blueprint. Yeah, well, Triple H isn't it didn't throw away the playbook. That don't, let's let's be clear about that. Mm. He, you know, he's he definitely took he had to learn from somewhere. Yeah, uh, he definitely has adapted the playbook. Triple H ain't running the West Coast offense. Yeah, he, he did make yeah. some tweaks, but he didn't yeah. throw away the playbook at all. Yeah. All right, well, listen, let's let's get, let's get to our break. Uh, we'll be back with the Indie Spotlight, and then we got some other topics on the other end of the show. So let's get to that. And uh, get well soon, Logan Paul, because that's a very nasty in injury, but medicine's gotten better. So maybe we see him as soon as WrestleMania. We'll see. Anyway, we'll be back in a second. If you're looking to expand your podcast reach, your website reach, as well as your social media branding, visit BigGoldBelt.com for sponsorship and advertising opportunities. 
Big Gold Belt Media is the golden standard for all of your media needs. We offer pre-roll and mid-roll ad spots, on-air host reads done by yours truly, Damien G, on audio as well as video platforms. For inquiries, please email BigGoldBeltGroup at gmail.com for more information. Again, that's BigGoldBeltGroup at gmail.com for your inquiries for your business. Big Gold Belt Media, wrestling, movie, comics, and more. The Golden Standard. All right, folks, we're here back for the second head of the Big Gold Belt Wrestling Podcast. Um, Yeah, give us a shout. Uh, for any advertisement needs in business at BigOBelt.com. That gets you to all of our social medias and email and all that other good stuff. Uh, but yeah, when we come back from break, we like to take our attention to the independent scene. So Jamal, it's your time to speak feature, I say sponsor, feature the Indie Spotlight. Uh, yeah, so let, let's do that. Let's go to Toronto, Ontario, Canada next weekend for Spash Wrestling. Now, if you can't make it to the rec room, uh, rec room is actually... <laughs> They were having, last time I was there, they had the um, premiere of Black Adam and The Rock was there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so that was, you know, it's a lovely venue in downtown Toronto. And it's super convenient, super close to everything. You know, walking distance from from uh, Union Station, it's right next to Rogers Center. Um, it's in the middle of everything. So uh, the rec room, if you need the address for your GPS, it's uh, 255 Brimmer Boulevard in Toronto. And they're having Smash Wrestling, one of my favorite promotions in North America. Uh, they're based out of Toronto. And they're coming, they have recently returned since their COVID hiatus. Um, they're doing a show and partnering up with Westside Extreme Wrestling, also known as WXW, big promotion out of Germany. So the Germans are coming, the Germans are coming, and they're filming it for WWE Network. So if you can't make it to Toronto, hop on WWE Network outside of the US, Peacock uh, within, uh, but you want to be there in person. Uh, guys that I generally love, like Carol, Carol Noir, uh, Halal Beefcake, uh, you know Joey, uh, Jody Threat, Kevin Bennett, Psycho Mike, they're they're all going to be there. Uh, tickets start from thirty dollars. Uh, I think ringside is like sixty something. So get your tickets now because this thing will sell out. Uh, it's a two day event. Uh, the first show is in Toronto. Bell starts at four o'clock at the Rec Room. The second show is the night the night after. Uh, that's Sunday at five p.m. in London Music Hall, London, Ontario. About yeah, an hour and some change west of uh, Toronto. So if you're in the GTA, you got some wrestling coming your way for WXW and Smash Wrestling for the WWE Network. When will that air on WWE Network? Not sure. But doesn't matter because you're going to want to be there live. Tickets starting from 30 Canadian Goose Dollars at um, (laughs) smash-wrestling.com or uh, WXW.com so you can get your tickets for Smash and WXW Super Show, which will eventually make it to WWE Network in Toronto uh, next weekend on the 19th. And of course, London on the 20th. Go get your wrestling tickets now for Smash and WXW. That's the Indie Spotlight. Yeah, he's saying uh, WWE Network, that's in Canada. So does that mean in the it's going to So Peacock? Yes, in the US. Okay, okay cool. I'm like WWE Network. We don't have that thing, but we do have the Peacock. Yeah, the cock. So, um, it's running wild. The on content here. is all the same. It's just a matter <laughs> of how you get. Well, there. that depends because WWE Network is a cable channel in other markets around the world. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, which is which is weird that they don't have that here. Like, why isn't that an actual cable channel that just runs? Because we don't. Because we don't have that at all for anything that's a streaming service. It's always in other countries that's like that. Um, yeah. or even random hotels be having that too like right, oh, right. yeah so um, so we do have a couple of different options to go with with topics here um, so, I, so okay before you get your options I do have a question we talked about the WWE 24-7 title mm-hmm. AEW has two six-man titles mm-hmm. does it make sense to keep both of them uh, the two six-man titles are the AEW trios and the ROH uh, six-man championships that held over. If you do lose one, should you, and I think you should, replace one of them, what do you replace it with? If at all? I mean, I mean, let's just, let's go to the tag titles with FTR. Sure. They are the ROH Tag Team Champions. Yep. Mm-hmm. And for whatever reason, that does not automatically make them qualify for a championship match for the AEW Championships. 
Does, does right. that make sense? That's that's factual, right? But does yes. that make sense? They, they've been avoiding that match like the plague for months now. Yeah. For whatever reason, they don't want to do that match. Yeah, so Weird. that that's my answer is that there's not there's no continuity between these championships here. They they're both prestigious companies. They're on the same show. <laughs> it just doesn't I'm, make yeah. sense. It just doesn't make sense to me because and I've said it before that ROH has always been like the black sheep, but yet it feels like a, a spare car that you're just stripping parts from off of. Like you don't care about that shell that you got the parts from. That's still in the junkyard dying and gonna be crushed at some point. And anything got off of it is nothing but a donor. It looks good on your car, but where it came from doesn't fucking matter, you know? And that's the same uh, with this question, I feel the same way. It's like I do care about the always championship. I think I, I love the 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 whole um this this whole last run in rebuilding the pure championship, the pure championship rules, and everybody that's been a part of that. I mean, Yuta, I, I could be wrong here, but Yuta's ROH run was made him a no-brainer to be signed for AEW because of everything he was involved with 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 pure wrestling. And I don't know how somebody like um What's his name? Uh, Josh Briggs. Not Josh Briggs. Um, what's his Josh name? Woods. Josh Woods. Thank you. Somebody like Josh Woods isn't a no-brainer. Is, is he signed? Yeah, it does. Okay. My point is that the ROA, anything with ROA is just clearly just secondary and it's just there. So to have two six-man, because six-man are a unique championship by design, you, the rareness in it, to have two on the show, it's just like one. It's like oh, it's cool, but like wait, two? I, I I don't I don't understand. I don't understand. Yeah. One so, one is the twenty four seven championship, and one is definitely the intercontinental championship. Well, they got two. They got two sets, and they only they only just created the new ones a couple months ago. Of course, that immediately had to get changed. But hell, even when they created the new ones, the AEW ones, I mean, it was clear from the beginning to me. It's like, you're creating these belts for one reason, so the Elite can hold the AEW six-man titles. That is the primary reason for the existence of these belts, which I guess we'll finally get, it would seem, in the next couple weeks. But yeah. meanwhile, on the, hell, when, when, when Jamal brought up the ROH six-man belts earlier tonight, I was like, first thing on my mouth was just like, those still exist? Because I can't remember the last time I even thought of them or saw them referenced or anything. So yeah, I mean, if you're going to, there's no reason for two of them. And clearly there's one set that's a priority that's barely gotten off the ground yet. But <laughs> the question I guess becomes that- It yeah, still feels like a bigger deal. I don't know about that. I have no idea. I mean, I think part of it's because the, the new belts, the AEW ones, like I said, they haven't got off the ground yet. That's, I think, part of the problem. <laughs> but but why do I still feel like belt. they're a bigger deal, though? Like, <laughs> they haven't even been defended, and I still feel like they're actually going to be catered to more. I Is that a problem? Yes. When one is clearly a priority, then there's no point in having the other one. That's what it comes <laughs> yeah. down to. You know, well, I think the, the, the reason why I say the uh, six man tag, tag team champions instead of other championships that have um, a, a counterpart in Ring of Honor is because six because there are so few six man teams in general. Mm -hmm. So yeah. it's not like I mean, it's been Dalton Castle and the boys, you mm -hmm. know, good on them. And then who other what viable teams in that division? Well, not too many. Uh, yeah, right. I mean, and then, of course, you could say the same thing in even in AEW. What viable teams do you have? Yeah. Uh, three. So port them all over. And I think <laughs> that I would like to see in Ring of Honor only a junior heavyweight championship because oh. they do have a lot of guys that are of a particular size that, you know, call it your mid-card title if you want, but I don't see it that way. But they aren't necessarily in the heavyweight championship picture, especially if you got guys like Brian Cage there and, you know, you know, other guys uh, like that. Maybe Dalton goes on a singles run and, and so on. And, and obviously that doesn't preclude them from doing something else because if you want to be a heavyweight champion, cool, make it over 225. If you want to be a junior heavyweight champion, be under 225. And I think that that opens up a lot of opportunities for guys that, don't really have room at the top, like a Daniel Garcia, for example. 
Uh, hell, if they send Sammy over and break up the Jericho thing, you know, that would be something for him. That would be something for Wheeler. That would be something for a lot of guys that should be at the top level when there really isn't room for them in the foreseeable future. Yeah. Especially, now granted, True. we don't know what the Ring of Honor roster looks like. We don't know what the, anything about what their what the TV looks like or anything like that. So this is all moot. You know, if it comes out that like, wait, that's sorry, all, they, you... all they got is Will Hobbs and <laughs> and Dalton Castle. Sir, did, did but, you say you don't know what their TV look like? T- the TV deal or the TV? Because those are very two important questions still. Both. <laughs> either, either or, either or. <laughs> If you know, you know. <laughs> right. Well, because 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 everything's on the table. You know, I'm I'm prepared to be up at two thirty five in the morning after a sizzling re- replay of Castle to see we've JD that, sell me some damn knee braces. We've lived that life before, and it might be coming back. Hell, we might wistfully be looking at it because hell, we might be end up hearing some crap like I got Tony Khan might come out here in January and be like, okay, I got the TV deal. And might end up being like one of those impact ones where it's like, I got Destination America at 3 p.m. <laughs> on a Sunday. <laughs> it's just right. like, everyone's <laughs> like, what? <laughs> no, but, but, but since the AEW, of course, in the Warner Discovery deal, I'm definitely looking forward to seeing Ring of Honor after another spicy episode of Property Brothers on HGTV. <laughs> I mean, like anything, it's uh, everything's on the table. Yeah. I mean, the fact that they, if they can put March Madness on Core TV when there are too many games going on, <laughs> then you know that Ring of Honor can air on like Boomerang at four in the morning after like <laughs> Tom and Jerry reruns. Then yeah, Arlie yeah Tom and Jerry. Then you go to Ring of Honor. Then you go Hong Kong Fooey and start your day. <laughs> so, oh man, yeah, and I don't put it past anybody right. to say uh, what Ring of Honor TV could look like. But I do think a junior heavyweight championship would help the roster that I would like to see them have. Hey, let me let me uh, bring something. I, I think it has relevance, but if it don't, then you know it is what it is. But um, Netflix has recently announced that Chris Rock is going to be the first um, comedian to do a live um, a live show on Netflix. And if you don't quite comprehend what's being said here, this actually means that Netflix is getting ready to be able to uh, within their infrastructure live do events. Live events. Yeah. Well, that's an this right. Them. Huh? That's the next step for them. They've already done movies. For sure, for sure. They've but, already, but, you know. But now that this has been announced, and now that we know this is coming, I think the an, an announcement date is like March of next year. You have to think that Warner Discovery Plus, which Discovery Plus already has this, which means that that has to be on their top of their board right now in terms of we need to be able to do not only live content on this next iteration of our app, but we're going to have to be able to do live premium content because we want to be able to sure. compete with the Peacocks. Well, once, gone. once Amazon picked up those Thursday night NFL games, I think that got <laughs> on everybody's map. I'm sure it did. <laughs> if, it wasn't already, if it wasn't already there, them getting the NFL, that made it in play. Yeah, why isn't Sellis here tonight? What's his excuse now? Because my team is playing. Black he Panther, remember? He's oh, that's Panther right. Tonight. That's right. That's right. No, but, right. but but to your point, though, about Amazon and the football deal, um, Peacock and the uh, soccer leagues in the morning on Saturdays, yeah. um, you know, integrating live TV is is the next step for a lot of these premium content shows. And Disney's already gotten in bed with Hulu so and ESPN, so that's a lot of their back-end uh, work right there. So, with, and we've already talked about this HBO Max being the catalyst for a lot of their live programming, especially boxing, possibly wrestling possibly MMA, uh, and because H- HBO P- pay-per-view, along with WWE pay-per-view, are like the two original live closed-circuit pay-per-view um, content providers in the world. So, you know, the OGs, you know, were doing it, HBO Showtime and WWE. Mm-hmm. So, on that level. So, we're seeing this, the kind of the cycle kind of, kind of revolve and, and repeat itself again as yeah. they move to paper, live pay-per-views on streaming. Which I don't think is a far cry. Now, as far as Netflix goes, I don't I don't know how well that works because that should better Netflix. be free with how much they charge now. That should better right. be just like an upgrade. Period. <laughs> right. But I, I mean, like with, with, with Netflix doing that, I mean that puts everybody on the hot seat because the, obviously Netflix and Peacock, which arguably should just be Peacock in terms of the folks you want to compete with. Peacock, I believe, has... That soccer deal is monumental. 
Um, and I think that Sakadil also put a lot of other folks in the choco in terms of understanding that it ain't really about live content. It's about live sports. That's where yeah. the money's at. Apple TV did the same thing with baseball. They have Friday night baseball games on Apple TV Plus. I didn't know that. And Major League that. Soccer, too. I did, they have, the whole, I did they have every Major that. League Soccer game on there now. I did yeah. not know that. Yeah, yeah so. no, I mean, it sucks because they have exclusive rights to a particular game. So if you are a fan of whoever and you don't have Apple TV, you listen on the radio. So it is. <laughs> so, but, um, so, so any chance that ROH gets in the mix with any of this? No, because it's ROH. Yeah, but 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 understand that folks were trying to say, and I never believed this, but folks were trying to say that obtaining that library was a selling factor to Warner Media for them to be able to get live content and a library and so on. That you could present. But a library say, is live. We content. have this. It's new content, but it's not a live. It's not live content. Yeah, but they're trying to sell like- me on an on an on a, uh, an upsized purchase on Final Battle two thousand eight. <laughs> you, no, bought it. you bought you bought the DVD. Yeah, the the pri- the priority is new live content. I mean, hell, WWE Network's not adding old stuff anymore because there's like we have a ton of it. That's not where the growth is. The whole growth now is you have your established library, but you have all the priority on your live new events. That, yeah, that attracts people. I mean, and then once you have them there, it's like, oh, hey, we got this other stuff. But buying, the new stuff is what brings them in the door. Uh, buying a, a library right now. It's like buying a PlayStation 4 that can play PS3 yeah. games. Yeah. That's nice. <laughs> I mean, like, good. you could do it. Yeah. yeah. And you'll have a lot of fun. But realistically, yeah. you want the new shit because God of War came exactly. out today. Yeah. but <laughs> And the new shit's where all the profit is if you're the one selling right. the thing. It's like, that's, that's not a good money. Jamal, that's a terrible analogy because you know how rare it is to find a PlayStation 3 that does that. But still, but still the point remains <laughs> is that even if it doesn't matter if it does, it can do all of that. And be a George Foreman grill. I still want a PS5. <laughs> because it's a new thing. Yeah. Yeah. I can always it, go back to yesteryear. But what I can't do is get shit first. I, I, I don't see Warner Discovery being... I mean, people, again, this was what folks were saying. I was just like, what? But like, no, I agree. I definitely want four in technology. But there are folks that's like, I want the Nintendo emulator ROM from Walmart. Oh my God, it's so that I need to get that and spend $100. Not Marcella's got one. I would never. Not not me. I right. I would my my money invested for never backwards here. Much exactly. as I love those games and nostalgia, but absolutely not. I love the arcade stuff as well, too. Um, obviously for props, and maybe I would get the full player Simpsons and X-Men game and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, you know we're talking a niche market within a niche market at this point. Yeah, that yeah, yeah that's exactly and, and, exactly. and if, you, if you're looking to catch more uh flies, you're gonna bring out new honey. <laughs> let's uh let's 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 hit our last topic here um austin theory vincent man chosen child mm. am i right by saying that am i, I don't absolutely so. he, he he was his chosen one he was definitely a chosen one have programming with vincent man i even thought vincent man was feeling a little bit of like Little, little extra youth in him being a part of the program and again, you know, like this step, yeah, this part of daily, uh, weekly television again. Um, but it became money in the bank, and everybody remember he was the seventh added competitor for the match and won it. And it was you can see it from a mile away from the beginning of that pay per view to the end. And um, yeah, this week uh, he decided he was going to cash in on the U.S. Championship against Seth Rollins. I, I, you heard me right, U.S. Championship. Yeah. In several hours, and he unsuccessfully cashed in. There's a lot to kind of yeah <laughs> process here. So I so that I'm not talking. Will what in the hell? Yeah. What happened here, bro? <laughs> I know that the, there, there's layers to this. I mean, and God, the reactions have been interesting because I think a lot of people are viewing this as. Triple H inherited this problem that he don't want to deal with. So this was the way of wiping the slate clean and being like, just get this out of here. I I, I need this out of my way. The old man did this before I got the car keys and I just need this out of my damn way because I don't want it. Maybe that's the case. Maybe it is that simple that he's just like, look, this ain't what I need. Um, The part with the U.S. title is interesting because, hell, that's never been done before where we've had the cash in on a non world title. Hell, I had people in my mention say, could, could he even do that? I'm like, well, yeah, technically when it was first introduced, the yeah. idea was you could cash in for 
any title. Yeah, it's just I never mean, been done that way. I, I, but that was Charlotte, the original Charlotte with idea. The NXT. Yeah, that was the Royal Rumble. That. that was the Royal Rumble. Oh, okay, right, right, yeah. right, right, yeah. right, right, right. Yeah, you're right. But yeah, but that that also shows still, still shows the same kind of idea that you know, yeah, you could cat, you could use your opportunity wherever you saw fit that you yeah. wanted to use it. So, yeah. but yeah, same idea. But I think the main thing is they got the briefcase, and I I think the problem has become in the last couple years because I'm looking at the last couple years and being like, Otis, we had this problem, went to the Miz. Had to get out of the Miz with it and all this. And I think it's a two two pronged thing here. I think the money in the bank, after at least on the men's side, has run into an issue, and that issue is Roman Reigns. Because as long <laughs> as that man is on this tear he's on right now, yeah. and on this historical title reign they're doing, that briefcase is more of a problem than a plus because they're not gonna that title reign by no means should end off of money in the bank cash in. Yeah. So I think the problem has become, they got this stip- stipulation and this gimmick that they've always used for the world title that right now they do not want that there. It, it, yeah. It's something that I have to book their way out of. So probably some of the thinking this week was, we got to make it clear that uh, you can use this somewhere else. Cause if this is going to be around, it ain't happening on Roman Reigns. Otherwise, we're just going to have to kill the person doing it. And that's the only possible solution here. But if we open it up to an IC title, a US title, a tag team title, even if they want to really get creative, then you got some options. But I think that that's, the, I think, the issue here. I guess it creates the question after all these years, does the money in the bank stip kind of need a tweak or a change to freshen it up? Has has it kind of gotten stale or outlived its usefulness? Or is it just a situation of where we're at right now? It just doesn't work in this scenario. Yes, it's it's, you're right. The Roman Reigns thing is an issue because Roman Reigns has been billed as unbeatable. And even if he can be beaten by the stipulation of the money in the bank, then you still want to make it a believable thing. I mean, you uh, uh, you have to build a stronger baby face. I mean, he was a heel. Wasn't going to work there, although the money in the bank person should be a heel. But then you have you have Roman Reigns, who is also a heel. You have to have somebody on the likes of Kofi Kingston and Big E to be welding that 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 contract in order to do so. They just got themselves... This, I'm not going to say an anomaly, because I'm sure it happened before, but they got themselves in a situation where it just, just wasn't going to work. Um, and, and in terms of tweaking the rules, I, I don't think you tweak them, but I think you have to state the relevance of them much more. I, I think you don't have a person necessarily coming out just bragging that he got it. Cause I sort of, that's sort of just Austin Theory's thing is like he's young and he's fit and he's the prodigy and now he got this and he can do it every time. Okay, cool, that works. But for this, I think you need that sleazy person who pops up. And, I mean, think of somebody like um, uh, what's his name? Uh, that's that got the little thing with uh, with uh, the Miz right now that keeps stalking him. Uh, oh, Dexter, oh uh, Loomis. Dexter Loomis. Dexter Loomis. Think about what his gimmick is doing, and I think about somebody like anybody, but with the money and brief briefcase doing something like him, appearing at any time keeping you honest, letting you know that I'm always watching at all times, you know, stalker mentality, mind games, and so on. <laughs> and the commentary is working saying, hey, this person can come at anybody. Oh, he's on Roman today. He's on Seth tomorrow. He's on NXT the next day. Everybody. Hell, make it be a person who never really has to wrestle right now, but have them always lurking. That's the relevant story because the Money in the Bank storyline does have the implication of being the next champion as the assumption, but it is his own storyline that this person could be anywhere at any time doing anything to catch you when you're slipping. That's what I want to see. I I, I, like, I mean, I like that idea. If they had if they had the brand split more static and you know hardened in place, if they did the idea that the Money in the Bank briefcase, in addition to a title shot was essentially like a passport that you could go anywhere as long as you had it. And yeah. everything was open to you, but it wasn't open to everybody else. If they, if they got back to that idea, that's their problem. Like the rosters being more locked in place. That would be an interesting twist on it where it's like, 
as long as you have this, you can go to any show. Other that's people the, can't do that, but you can. That's the problem because it never feels like anybody can't go anywhere. Except yeah. Rollins with the SmackDown, like, oh, okay. Yeah, just, <laughs> oh, I, that's how it is nowadays. Yeah, yeah. yeah cool. <laughs> so, um, if they got to rework a lot of this to make it make sense, then so be it. But yeah, Austin Theory losing the championship was kind of like, eh, because it wasn't going to end right for him anywhere else. No, <laughs> the wrong. timing I mean, wasn't right. But yeah. I tell you, if he went back to NXT and cast on Braun, that would have been something. That would have, and I mean, like really being unpredictable, not. Not him saying he going to NXT. This him showing up. Make the music drop and him go out there and do what he got to do. He's still young. Austin Theory, what, 23? If even that? Oh, yeah. He's, he's going to be fine. I'm not worried yeah. about that at all. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, uh, they, they clearly booked themselves into a corner. I mean, that's. Yeah. That's it. So, I, yes. But I don't think that's an indictment on the money in the bank stipulation. But I also think that nobody's going to be excited about Roman losing to Austin Theory. No. <laughs> Now, to be fair, they would have to build up Austin Theory as a mega heel to usurp, you know, Roman, because Roman isn't like he's, he's the, the most heel he's ever going to be, and that's between him. You hate him because you respect him, and it was mm-hmm. just his whole gimmick. And mm-hmm. now that he's kind of come full circle with it, where, all right, I know I'm not saying that I'm not. He's able to back up his claims of being the guy, but I said, well, no. I've been championship for 10,000 days. Right. I mean, you can hate it if you want, but the numbers check out. So now that the hatred has turned into respect, who usurps him? Austin Theory? Nah, that just, yeah. in, in no way does that work. Hey, is it safe to say that Roman is being booked like Floyd Mayweather? Which is kind of why I asked the question about Logan Paul and whether or not they had a good match or a safe match. Yeah, uh, is he- you, did he, they have the match that would make Logan Paul look good, or and and you know work safely with Roman, or did they have a good competitive match between the two? And you guys said the latter. Um, is he being booked like by like Mayweather? Um, well, no, not necessarily, because there's only so many people that he can face repeatedly. But realistically, unfortunately, they're booking him like Dark Side. Like there aren't that many people. That should be in the ring with him. So we've seen Brock. We haven't seen Cody yet because of injury. We've seen Bobby Lashley, like legitimately. Yeah, we've seen Logan Paul. Who is a person that should be us opposite him based on what his merits are? Yeah, I mean, they book Roman so strong, they got an issue with that too. There's only I a can't... handful. Right. Just right. Like Bobby and we've Lashley, seen it. And that's Seth the Rollins. We've seen it already. Yeah. There was only a handful to begin with. And we've seen them all but Cody. Yeah. So so now Can what you do imagine? you do? Now what do you do? Sami Zayn. I think Sami Zayn eventually. Yeah, I don't even like that, but that would be nuts. But that's, that's <laughs> that kind of where nuts. we are, where it's just like, uh, I don't like that yeah. for a number of reasons, but but that's kind of where we are. And unless somebody yeah. from NXT comes up, and they would have to be the next somebody. Yeah. It, to, to reg- whoever it is, it got to be somebody that they've been investing to. In Andre Chase. It's- <laughs> it takes all of Chase U. Oh, I love it. Whole <laughs> underclass Home, marching homecoming season too. It got it. it got it. All all the stars got a lot. <laughs> um, but yeah, and I heard you know let's end the show in a second. But I heard people, folks saying should Money and Bank still be a pay per view? And I said, okay, now you're going way too far. Now should Survivor Series be a pay per view? I mean, they had to. Re- they just reworked that. <laughs> it's Survivor Series War. Yeah, don't need to go away. It's just a matter of. Given the current landscape and how much yeah. they've built up Roman on the men's side, it's just it's tricky right now. The women's yeah. side don't have this problem. Nope. The men's side, though, it's just like you got this briefcase every year and you got a champ that running in and cashing in on him, that ain't the way he can lose that I, belt. That's if, not the way it can be done. I'm sorry. If I was a money in the bank uh holder, I would be going after the women as well, too. And I would be talking to program like, hey, you're a wrestler. I'm a wrestler. You need to be on your, your P's and Q's. Anybody can get it right now. Just to create that ominence of like, this person could be anywhere and anywhere, anywhere, any place at any time. Like, let it just work a gimmick for what it is. Like, it don't have to just be tailored to the main championship because, yeah, sure, you want the biggest prize, but you can have anything. And, and let's like act like people don't take shortcuts in life. 
<laughs> so people easily will say, you know, I'd rather do this than work hard to get that. And you know, when the Royal Reigns route, you got to work hard. Or I could just take this one because it was just e- easily con- con- convenient for me. I would be coming out like, listen, Seth, I know Bobby's going to beat you down one of these days. And as soon as you do, I'm going to be right there waiting for you. <laughs> get your game up, bro. <laughs> work stuff like that. You know, Braun Breaker, I know you washing through all of these NXT folks, but I ain't, I-, I graduated from there. Don't make me come down there and come get it. Easily. Well, yeah. You could have well, ran yeah, that for months. That's what the universal title should have been from the beginning. <laughs> now, here's, here's the question. And I think this is a better question is, is Money in the Bank redundant? Because we have the Royal Rumble. Mm. And then we have, which which is a title shot at WrestleMania. Yeah. And we have Money in the Bank, which yeah. is a cash-in title shot at, you know, at your discretion. Yeah. The, the, um, issue, the issue is the conf- the. Conf- uh, the constraints around Vince McMahon vision and wanting it to be probably a certain way. That's why we've been yeah. seeing it the same way for a while. Now, what do we see a Triple H money in the bank contender be able to do? Where you have folks going back to NXT, do you allow this person to really stoop around wherever they want? That That's what I want to see. It's a lot of yeah. questions. It's a lot of questions. That's the tweak you make. Open it open it up so it's not so constricting where it's like, well, it's, clearly it's only going to be one of the world champions. You know, it's gotta be one yeah. of them. No one else is in any danger. So that's that's probably what we're building towards. I know you're giving Bray Wyatt mic time each time on SmackDown, but give the Money in the Bank champion mic time to call out threats. That's all you have to do. Call Honestly, out a threat. I say just have him just have him be present like Elias used to do when he first got there. Elias, you you just didn't know what the hell he was or what he was yep. doing, but he was just there. Walking around think, in the back know, with their briefcase. Walking around like, in the back. Like, lovely hey. day, isn't it, folks? Yeah, it sure is. <laughs> lovely Boo, day. You know. They're like, hey, what you doing here tonight? No, I'm just passing through. I had to come in for work. I'm I'm, I'm going to be in Boston Friday. Got a quick flight there. Nothing serious. It's, it's yeah. shit like that, you know? Right. They can, uh, man, character work. Character work. Yeah, I mean, pretty much. Uh, but I think that that's, if, if the money in the bank needed a change, that would be the change that it needs. It's just to yeah. be more involved. Yeah. With the whole of WWE, and I don't see why a, a person that is a single, like AJ Styles, for example, let's say that he wins it, why wouldn't he say, "Oh well, Anderson Gallows, you're coming with me because we're about to win the tag team championships, or, or whoever, or somebody, or 